morning and welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, August 4th, 2019. I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz. Here with me today is Sharon from the Habeas Human humor podcast. Uh, today, we were planning on talking about the separation of church and state, and we are still hoping to get to this. Um, however, with the news this morning, because I woke up and looked at Facebook, which apparently is a mistake, uh, we are also going to try and talk, we are also going to talk about the recent mass shootings. This is an open conversation. We welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952 952- Nine four six six two zero five. Your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, or you can tweet us or check out the Facebook page at Atheist Talk. The number is only available when we are live, but you can always email or tweet whether we're live or whether you're listening to the podcast. Sharon, welcome to Atheist Talk. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say I would say good morning. But like I said, I woke up and I checked Facebook because I apparently had like 60 things. And I was like, 60 notifications. What happened? And they were all like X number of people liking a thing or commenting on a group or something. And then so I scrolled through and I went, oh, oh, in the wee hours of the morning in Dayton, Ohio, we had our second mass shooting within 24 hours. Nine people have been reported dead. And I honestly don't know how many have been injured. But we'll say at least a dozen. I mean... It's just that's just a safe, safe estimate. Safe estimate yeah. nowadays. Yes, when you get a lot of notifications on social media, it's either somebody really liked your cat photo or, you know, there's been another mass shooting. I'm always for the cat photo. I'm <laughs> exactly. always hoping it's the cat photo. It's never the cat photo. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to check with my boyfriend and make sure. I mean, he he lives in Ohio, not um I I forgot where the heck Dayton was. <laughs> I never started knowing. <laughs> I just knew it was in Ohio and I was like, okay, how close is this to Columbus because I know we, we both listen I think we both listen to the same podcast with a uh-huh. person who lives in Ohio. Yes. Yes. And then actually going to one of their live shows, I met another person from Ohio and I'm like, "Oh, please tell me they're safe." <laughs> Right. And I mean, and, and a shooting at the Gilroy Garlic Festival. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area originally. Um, the, I mean, the Gilroy Garlic Festival is like, it's, that's a pretty, that, you know, I, if I was back at home, I might have been there, you know, that's a huge thing. And it's just crazy. For those of you who don't know what that is, my guess is it would be like the Tall Ships Festival in Duluth, but with more people. <laughs> Yeah, well, Gilroy, or that one year it was really crazy. <laughs> oh, you know, I, you know, I have actually never been other than driving through on Highway 90 when I was moving from California. I've never actually really seen any of Minnesota, so I'm, you know, I, I'm all for if you want to show me that, you know, come, I'll, we'll come hang out. Um, you want to see yeah, the Tall I, Ship I, Festival? Or, or you what just is want it? to it's tall ships? It's base. It's ships. Yeah. Um, the year that I went, which was the year of craziness for, the, so what happened is they had, they were supposed to have a Viking longship that had actually sailed Ooh. about what Eric Redbeard would have, um, but that got canceled for some reason. Yeah. Um, they had the giant rubber ducky. The symbol of oh. peace, which that was the number one reason I went. I am a huge fan of rubber duckies. I have a trunk full of rubber duckies. Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah. So do you like Ernie or just the rubber duckies? You- just rubber duckies. Like I have a – if I go through, I'm pretty sure I have most of a nativity scene of, of with rubber duckies. Oh. oh, my God. You have to – have you ever posted that? I got to see that. No, because honestly, they're all in a trunk right now. Oh. Yes. So part of the problem. Free the duckies. <laughs> part of the problem is I don't organize myself well. So <laughs> I need. Oh, oh I. <laughs> what? I've never heard of anything like this. <laughs> yeah. My, my ADD makes that a little difficult and then stuff and things and time. So the rubber duckies are just in the trunk. So one day I will 
be able to start doing oh, more man. with them. Uh, but back to our, our Minnesota. Yes, if you want to come to Minnesota, I'm more than happy. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, we'll even go to the Mall of America. The Sin Cities? Uh, is that what they call them in Drop Dead Gorgeous? The, oh, yeah, because twin. it's like the Twin Cities. The Twin Cities. The Sin Cities. They you know call what? them the Sin Cities because they were like the um, – they were the uh, like – um, uptight Christian people. They were like the sin cities, <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> I, my ex, um, my ex was from a middle of nowhere, Minnesota. And he said that people called it Murderapolis. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, I grew up in the middle of, of St. Paul by Snelling in 94, which is kind of a midway point between the two. And a lot of people are, have stated, you know, oh, that's kind of a not great neighborhood. And I was like, nah. I mean, it's like any city. You know, you got better parts. You got not so great parts. But, you know. Y- y- well, I mean, to bring it back around, um, yeah. a lot of people talk about, um, you know, what about Chicago? Like when they oh. talk about the hellscape that things will be. Um, if we have gun regulations and the thing is like how many people live in Chicago and don't get shot, you know, lots of them. And here's an interesting, <laughs> and here's an interesting part about Chicago because people will always point to Chicago. Chicago is super close to Wisconsin, which has very lax gun laws. And I think there's a couple and, and many other states that do. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not all that hard to figure out, you know, a couple of people getting into a car. And this isn't even a road trip. This is like, I don't know, two, three hours out and you can get yourself all the guns you want and return. Yeah. Just because the city, you know, tries to because it is not large enough to cover enough area, it's not going to work. We need something that yeah. goes bigger. Well, what I heard on conservative Twitter is that um, undocumented immigrants are bringing in guns. They're they're all gun runners, and okay. you know it's a big ah business. So so <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know if you know this, but our, our listeners certain our regular listeners certainly do. I do accounting, and it drives uh-huh. me nuts when I hear things like that because. How many runners would you need it to be to actually get the supply to the demand of America? <laughs> it's not feasible for these people to have the guns or cocaine in their system. Now, for little <laughs> stuff, I get it. I, you know, the, but it's like most of the drug trafficking that goes on, and I'm sure most of the gun trafficking that goes on is going to be done at the flipping warehouses in those big cargo things. Because that is how you get the supply to the demand. You, they're not, there isn't enough immigrants coming over for this to work. We would have a drug crisis, so to speak, if we were relying on people running. Well, everyone can get two, wear them in their, their belts, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> then they got to carry those big bags of marijuana. <laughs> oh, God. It just... Uh, that's not how any of this works. And that's I don't not even, how any of this works. <laughs> it's like, I'm not a person who's an expert at this, but I'm looking at it going, no, you can't do it with that many people. You would have to have horde, you would have to have an exodus, <laughs> you know, of people coming over and, who aren't reporting themselves to the government for asylum. That's another big part mm. of it. Yeah, yeah. If if they really had so many guns, we wouldn't have this concentration camp problem, would they? Or nope. so the conservatives say. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Hey, if you guys had guns, we wouldn't have a holocaust. Oh, that's another great one. <laughs> yes, the demonized culture is going to just you know be able to get themselves free. That'll work. Well, you know that, or you have. The, I mean, I mean, there were uprisings. Oh, you yes. Know? Um, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying that it would have. But yeah, yeah. Oh, if there would have just been. I mean, clearly there would have just been more people killed. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it would be nice if, like, we always say, like, well, what if everybody in Germany who didn't approve of the Hitler um, had actually fought? And yeah, that would be great. But it would have also been a civil war, and a lot of people dead. Yeah. It, it, 
I don't know if I'd say the same number of people dead, but it would be it would still be a lot of people dead, just dead in a different way. Right. Well, it depends on who won. You know, mm-hmm. usually the government has the upper hand. They got the more weapons and the tanks. <laughs> yeah, tanks. Yep. So, yeah, they. I think movies. Movies sometimes kind of like they they give us this idea of what we can do, mm-hmm. and that idea is not always gonna work. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where it's like, how do we how do we get this into a more how do we look at this and go, okay, we don't have tanks and we're probably not going to get tanks for a long time. How do we move that? <laughs> well, we just need a, a clever plan, um, you know, a montage. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have a montage. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But then with with these with these mass shootings, you know, everyone says, "Oh, well, if we had more guns, this wouldn't have happened." And I'm like, "How many how many of us can shoot straight?" Not me. Nope. I, I can't hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> I have hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> because I was really close, I mean, like I was if I had missed the barn, it would have been like pretty bad. <laughs> it would have been embarrassing. And there was like no like animals in the barn <laughs> no no the barn actually the barn had collapsed years ago i think we're going to commercial we are <laughs> sad face well please stay with us for the break we will return to atheist talk with sharon from habeas humor and we will continue talking about the recent things um and hopefully get to that separation of church and state which i'm sure ties in somewhere this is game 950 ktnf the progressive voice of minnesota I'm Richard R.J. Eskow, and this week on The Zero Hour, we'll be discussing political corruption, Wall Street shenanigans, our corporate overlords, digital dystopia, and maybe throw in a surprise or two as well. All this and more on The Zero Hour, every Sunday night from 9 until midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Crazy about pets? We are too. The Pet Connection Show is a great venue for fun, informative, and creative conversations about pets. Join myself, Kathy Menard, and Dr. Nicole Parole, along with guests who are leaders in the dynamic and growing pet industry, as we discuss healthcare, relationships, behaviors, and even political issues as they relate to our pets. So come, sit, stay for the Pet Connection Show, Sundays 11 a.m. to noon on AM 950 Radio, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, this is Mike Papantonio from Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire is a direct, smart, and i got to promise you, a fearless progressive talk show. Join me, Mike Papantonio, and my co-host Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Sam Cedar as we take on the large corporate conglomerates and that radical right-wing media that dominate America's airwaves. Ring of Fire, Saturdays from 3 to 6 and Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. on AM 950. It is the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, my name is Mickey McCabe, and I'm the owner of Cucumbers Restaurant at 75th and Francine Dina. If you've never been to Cucumbers, it's a buffet-style restaurant with a huge variety of salads, homemade soups, bakery items, and hot entrees that change daily and nightly. Plus, our always fresh fruit and delicious ice cream. We're open for lunch and dinner, but Sunday brunch is my favorite time at Cucumbers. With scrambled eggs, waffles, French toast, bacon, sausage, baked ham, Chicken fajitas, brunch potatoes, warm gooey cinnamon rolls, and many other items to choose from. It's no wonder why Cucumbers has always been a popular Sunday destination. So whether you're looking to skip Mass, someplace to go after Mass, or just great food to maintain your Mass, Cucumbers is the answer to your prayers. Bring in your church bulletin or Minnesota Atheist newsletter and receive a $2 discount off the buffet price. Cucumbers, one heavenly buffet at 75th and France in Edina. Don't believe in God? Join the club. 
Ecumenists, atheists, and freethinkers have joined the American Humanist Association since 1941 to advocate for progressive values and equality for non-theists in America. Located in Washington, D.C., the American Humanist Association lobbies Congress on humanist issues, protects the rights of atheists in the courts, and supports more than 140 local chapters. Visit us at AmericanHumanist.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter to learn how you can join the club today. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz. With me is Sharon from Habeas Humor. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved with the conversation with Sharon and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at or use the Facebook at Atheist Talk. Sharon, while we were um, on commercial break, Sam let me know that we actually had a caller who just wanted to drop drop a few words, uh, didn't want to be on the air. But he hmm. he was talking about the Garlic Festival, and he said, and Sam, correct me, correct me if I say this wrong, there's a Castleville Artichoke Festival? I, th- I think he said Casterville. Wow. Casterville. There's an Artichoke oh, Festival ca- in Casterville, which sounds um, fascinating. So that is in apparently um... – Oh, oh, okay. in Monterey. Interesting. Hmm. I've never heard of that. I've never even heard of Casterville. I mean, Monterey is, yeah, it's part of the Bay Area, although we don't usually think of it that way. Uh, I know this is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, but I mean, it, now you have another thing to check out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Castroville. Castroville. Okay. Ah, okay. oh, that could be it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it. he also made a mention that I think is very, very interesting and poignant that you know, it is it is one of the things where we look at going to these festivals now and it's like, oh, yeah, do do we do we want to go to, you know, the State Fair of Minnesota is a huge thing with millions of people who come from all over the country. And, I, you know, I haven't been for a long time, mostly because I don't like the crowds, but it is one thing I look at and go, oh, do I want to go again? I mean, this is exactly what these terrorists want. You know, yeah. for people to be afraid, and and it works. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are afraid. And is the answer? Oh, everyone just needs to bring a gun. No, <laughs> there are too many people at the state fair for that to work. Everyone, oh gosh, can you imagine? The crossfire would be terrifying, and then everyone thinks that they're the hero in this movie, and then nobody knows who the bad right. guy is. Right. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're absolutely right. It's, it's one of like a hundred reasons why it's just not a good idea for everyone to be carrying around a gun. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what were we talking about before? Let's talk. I think, you know, as soon as like once this is bad for business, like right now, like mass shootings are good for business for at least the gun companies. Mm. Their stock goes up every time you have one. Um, you know, once, you know, if it should get to the point where it's like people are afraid to go out and spend any money at places because they're afraid, you know, maybe in, in California in the 60s, what it took, because it used to be an open carry state. Um, what it took was the Black Panther movement in the 60s where black people were carrying around guns, big guns. And then the the state was like, you know what? We shouldn't have this. <laughs> Which is also interesting because that is a very racist way to go about that. Well, isn't it always? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like I was, I was talking to somebody else. Like, you know, the NRA was really – before the 1950s, the NRA was very much about gun control and such. And they're like, yes, but that was because of racism. I was like, oh, <laughs> That's uh, not good. I mean, it's it's not good that the reasoning was racism. It's one of those. There is a slight question of ends and means and such, and it's one of those. I'm like, I would rather have good ends and good means. 
Right. Well, if a law is racist, like, it, you know, it may be neutral on its face, but if it was, you know, it's the way the laws are enforced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if something is, you know, if you have the society that's racist and they only, you know, they may write a law that applies to everyone, but they only enforce it against, you know, uh, minorities or whatever, or, you know, you know, we could talk forever about the justice system and how the prosecutions are, you know, um, disproportionately minorities and the, the sentences are harsher and all that. Oh, yeah. Tag- Obviously. Yeah, we could talk for a long time about that. And what's apparently driving these shooters is usually racism. Like mm-hmm. the um, the guy who did the um, Walmart, he apparently was mad about, what was it, people mixing with other races? or I, I, I know it had something to do with Hispanics. And it was just, yeah, yeah. it's one of those, I'm like, really? That That's your entire so, reason. Ugh. I'm willing to have a conversation with right-wingers, like, you know, like, why don't we take guns off the table and think of, you know, can we agree that um, maybe we've got a racism problem? How how might we be able to fix that? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you're nicer than I am. I am. I don't yeah. think I could do – I've done a debate with a person who is – with a Christian and I was like, nope, this is not for me. <laughs> well, one of my – I don't typically. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, one, one of the arguments I hear often that just really kind of grinds my gears is the uh, – the mental health argument, you know, like, oh, well, we just have a mental health problem here in America. That's what we need to be focusing on. And Okay. So, from what I know. Once again, the, I'd be happy to do that. But yeah, no, we can't have health care either. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and not only that, but if you look at if you look at the actual history of the mass shootings, especially recently, it's like and, and not recently, too. Let's go go back. One of you know people. If you look at it, there's been one woman one black man that I know of and the rest of them have been right, you know, very, very far right militanty type racist and having manifestos or incel movement, all of these things. And the, the black guy was, so I like true crime and serial killers and such was the DC shooter. And all that was to cover up a murder of his ex wife (laughs) And the one woman did have some quite a few issues, but that was the I hate Mondays, you know? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, she had – I actually listened to a thing about uh, – a podcast about her and she actually has been like, if I started, you know, this whole thing about the shootings and stuff, I'm really sorry. Oh, Because <laughs> I think she was the first school shooter. Yeah. Plus there's just yeah. – there's a mental like mental health isn't only like there isn't only mental illness in America. It's oh, yeah. it's a worldwide thing compared to America. I, f- I was just looking at it, I forget the numbers, but I think it's like 120 guns per every hundred people in America, which is just far be- far beyond any other country. Like we, we oh, yeah. we're the only country that has that many guns per capita compared to mental illness, which is pretty even across the world. So uh, that's that's where the problem's coming from, not mental illness. Though I will state, with the upcoming generation, I would not be surprised if we have a heck of a lot more PTSD. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what the psychologists say because a lot of these kids, you know, n- nothing may have happened to them even close to their school, and they're still being affected. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we are about to go to another commercial break, but you know what? Next two segments, let's talk about that separation of church and state we were going to talk about. All right. All right. We'll return right after the break with Sharon from Habeas Humor. I'm Hertzy Hertz, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950. I'm Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. 
Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Atheists, secular humanists, and free thinkers. Here you are listening to the Minnesota Atheists Talk Radio Show, Atheist Talk. We hope you are enjoying it. If having a frankly atheist perspective on the radio waves appeals to you, please consider making a contribution to our radio fund. Our contract came up for renewal, and we need your help if you want the program to stay on the air. That will make sure that you can continue to have opportunities to hear interesting speakers with non-religious perspectives, and you can call up and ask them questions, too. Get the details on our website at minnesotaatheists.org, where you will find buttons to make it easy to make a secure donation through PayPal. Or, if you have a business and would like to reach an intelligent, progressive audience, please contact us through our website. That's minnesotaatheists.org. Or call us at 612-588-7031. If you are interested in us, we are interested in you. Don't believe in God? Join the club. Humanists, atheists, and freethinkers have joined the American Humanist Association since 1941 to advocate for progressive values and equality for non-theists in America. Located in Washington, D.C., the American Humanist Association lobbies Congress on humanist issues, protects the rights of atheists in the courts, and supports more than 140 local chapters. Visit us at AmericanHumanist.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter to learn how you can join the club today. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we could see some showers, but mostly sunny with a high near 88, while tonight's mostly cloudy with a low around 68. Tomorrow, storms likely with a high near 84. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 84. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 83. Join Country Financial for the 2019 Minneapolis Farmer's Market Chef Challenge. This Saturday, August 10th, a couple of local chefs will compete for the title of Master of the Market. The event starts at 10 a.m. and it's at 312 East Lindale in Minneapolis. More info at mplsfarmersmarket.com. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, and we were having what I would classify as a fascinating conversation with Sharon from Habeas Humor. Uh, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Sharon and I this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at, at Atheist Talk, or check out the Facebook page. Before we continue the conversation, I, there's some housekeeping I need to attend to. I want to note our de- group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. And I do want to apologize to our patrons and to people who listen to the podcast. Yes, it has been slow to update. Um, we've been going through some volunteer stuff. This is a this is a st- stressful job some days. <laughs> um, if you do want to volunteer, check out radio at uh, radio at mnatheist.org. You can also do email my personal, which is hertzy, H-E-R-T-Z-E-Y, at gmail.com. We could definitely use some more volunteers to help with planning, interviewing, um, technical stuff. So if you're interested, let me know. Um, we see here, if you are interested in donating, which is also a great way to help us if you don't have the time, you can check out the Radio Fund page on the website or our Patreon, where you can get extended interviews at www.patreon.com slash atheist talk. Um, for those who are patrons, please note the in anything that has been come up that is late, you have should not be charged for. If you have, let me know. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. We couldn't do this show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note, all opinions are the guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect Minnesota Atheist organization. 
With that, let's get back to our conversation with Sharon. Sharon. Yes. Excellent. So (laughs) we were going to talk about the separation of church and state, but we have another call. This is like awesome. I know. This is almost a record. Um, We have Lynette from Chaska with comments about guns and mental health. I hope you can handle it. All these calls flooding in. I know. A whole a whole two of them. I'm, I'm just like I feel like an internet star. I'm famous in Japan. <laughs> um, but so, welcome. Well, thank you. I just wanted to um, mention that yes, we do have a mental health problem, and we also just happen to have an abundance of guns. So, if you're tradition or well, statistically, if you're a white guy and you're angry. You know, you just happen to have a lot of guns, so if you are angry about something, well, then that's a one way to, I guess, think that you're going to solve something, and that's the problem. So, yes, there is mental health issues, but if you have access to a gun and that seems easier than going to a counselor, then that's what seems to be happening, in my opinion. Two problems at the same time. And I will also add one other thing to that, um, which is probably sort of a... a st- <laughs> okay, this, this could be, like, construed any way you want it to, but I have a personal theory that... A lot of the white men are just angry because they can't dance, and so the whole racial thing. Is about that. <laughs> and I was just, I was just at, I, I actually was at a concert last night for, um, oh gosh, what's his name? I was just there <laughs> with the Doobie Brothers and Santana, and it was such a difference between, you know, and it was mostly white older people like me, mm-hmm. and and when the Doobie Brothers were there, I think people were like kind of up more and then when Santana was there was more ethnic you know and it was just and there was rap and and so I think a lot of the older people were like oh this is oh what do we do now you know (laughs) and so there is that thing it's like I'm not I'm not saying people didn't enjoy the concert but I'm just saying there's that difference with ethnicity and I don't know just the white culture and you know what white culture definitely is more um stiff yes Yes, exactly, exactly. Yep, there's the, you know, there's the the phrase in England, you know, keep a stiff upper lip, which usually I think implies, you know, when things are down, you know, we we trudge on and we will get through it. But there can be this other thing of when happy stuff is going on and stuff, you know, it's, it's hard for us to let loose. And um, I I cannot speak for California, but in Minnesota, we're definitely a little stiff. (laughs) Like, like a white church versus a black church. Yes. Big difference. Well, thank you so much for your comments, Lynette. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Thank Thank you. I think that's an interesting, that is an interesting thing, you know, to think about. There is a lot of stiffness in the white culture. Oh, so much. Yes. It's, uh, you know, if, well, I mean, we could talk about a thousand examples of that, you know, and and it's not that like one is better or worse as Mm -hmm. far as like, you know, the way people dance or whatever, but like our culture, like we definitely, like once we got the African influences in our music and our dance, they never left because people do, we do kind of like that, you know, it's, it's just more fun apparently. (laughs) It is. Um, but I, I definitely could see, um, and this is interesting because I just got to see Fiddler on the Roof. Um, oh. There, and there's a line that Tevia says where he's, you know, he's like, "How far do I bend before I break?" And it's, <laughs> and it's not. I am not going to be comparing what Tevia was going through to you know white culture because that is two very different things. Right. But a lot of these, a lot of these guys do seem to not be able to to bend a lot. You know, they're they're like a piece of angel hair spaghetti that hasn't been cooked. You know, it's just the, just a little bit, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out!" And it's like, dude, just calm down. It's okay. I wonder if <laughs> some of that is part of you know, because I grew up in this more in the city. If part of that is because they're out kind of more in the burbs, where there isn't as much of some of that stuff going on, where it's like. There's a lot of keeping up with the Joneses, a lot of unwritten rules. It's very, it's it's very interesting. Like, and um, and it's not like you know, just for anyone listening who thinks we're picking on white people or picking on men. I mean, it's we're not saying that it's like that you're bad inherently or anything like that. It's just there seems to be something going on, and and, and I mean people who are afraid to even have a conversation about privilege because everyone has some privilege, you know, and is underprivileged in some ways. And in America, most of us have a ton more privilege 
than like a lot of people in a lot of parts of the world. You know, so any problem we think we have is usually pretty small compared to, you know, and if we had to trade places with, let's say, somebody in Guatemala or whatever, you know, those people who are kind of like, you know, the people who are like running from drug wars and drug cartels and whatever, you know, like we probably would be unable, we'd have a meltdown because we'd be like, I am not used to handling this kind of stress or, you know, this kind of anything. And so, you know, people, um, people have problems adjusting to change mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not cause you're bad people. It's, uh, you know, but, uh, but if we did have like definitely, uh, the, um, internal, the, the misogyny in our culture and the fact that the, the toxic masculinity, which has really hurt men, um, and made them like, Oh, if you're emotional, like we, um, I saw a meme that was like, Hey, if you were to comfort a crying little boy, instead of like yelling at him for being a wuss, you know, what, what good might come of that in the world? Oh yeah. I actually saw a great meme about toxic masculinity this morning that made me smile. It was like, it does it pass the Rogers test. And they had Steve Rogers, <laughs> the movie Steve Rogers, because I'm a comic book, not as big a comic book nerd as an Eli, but I know enough <laughs> of my stuff. Um, the movie version, because Captain America has several versions of iterations of him being all over the map politically. This one, I think it's the movie version, I think, is the best. Um, but then they also have Fred Rogers, you know, Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it's like, mm-hmm. if it can pass these two people, then it's – you're fine. <laughs> Mis- you know, toxic mm-hmm. masculinity isn't being brave or helpful or, you know – and what drives me nuts is so many times it's like, these are masculine traits. I'm like, no. Those are just good human traits. <laughs> there are plenty of of – People of all the genders who are brave and kind and hardworking and such. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, That's another thing. Like, you know, um, people – I know that during the – like a hundred years ago, female suffrage movement, men would be like, hey, it's so hard to be a man. Like, women don't understand, like – you know, and there's there, that's mostly BS, but it's also like there's so many expectations put on men that I can understand why they might have a kind of a breakdown, and then they're not allowed to show emotion. And I can, I think, what we need to look at and is that there are different issues that each gender has to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like I saw something yesterday. It was about the question of whether or not you should give up your seat on the bus for a pregnant woman. And the the picture was she had to be anywhere from six to eight months pregnant. So she's preggers. You know, she's not like... I had never heard that. I've ne- I didn't know that there was nuance to that. <laughs> to, to how pregnant a person could be? Well, I mean... Before you, like... I mean, usually, if you if you can tell they're pregnant, like I don't I don't go and be like, how okay, how, what trimester are you? Yeah, you, you can actually see third, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's, it's, but but I mean, because at a certain point, it does become it. Well, it's always a medical condition, but at a certain point, it comes like, right. it can become a very serious medical condition. And this whole thing was there were so many of these guys in the comments going, well, equality, so I don't have to give up my seat. And I'm like, okay, but then does that mean that if a guy comes in with having heart arrhythmia or, you know, who's out of breath because of asthma, does that mean I don't have to give up my seat for him? Because, mm-hmm. well, medical condition, that, that doesn't that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's my seat. I sat first. No. It's like just – ah. I don't, I don't get, I don't get the equality argument in that Mm-mm. context. Like, you know, if it was a pregnant guy, I totally give up my seat for him too. Exactly. And it's one of those where it's like, you know, we are getting to the point with science that some of that stuff can, might actually start happening. Mm-hmm. So who knows, you know, in 20 years, maybe we won't have much pregnancy at all because it will all be lab babies. <laughs> Brave new world. Ugh. That was a terrifying <laughs> book. <laughs> Trying to decide which one I didn't like more. 1984 or Brave New World. We read we read them back to back when I was in high school. 
Oh, well, like, you, do you mean, like, just the prose or the, the, the worlds in the book? Because I would say I definitely prefer to be in Brave New World than 1984. Yeah, it was, it was the, um, it was the worlds in the book. And actually, it was interesting because early on in the book, he, the teacher asked, and admittedly, I was fairly Catholic at this point, um, but he asked, you know, would you rather live in the society or would you rather be in what they called the, the savage lands where there weren't all these rules? Mm. And I actually, I was the only one who raised my hand for the Savage Lands because I was like, mm. really? Yeah. Well, like I said, I was fairly Catholic at the time and I was like, wait, I can't. Well, yeah, they were practicing religion and they were the only ones. Exactly. And I was like, well, no, because I still want to do this thing. And by the end of the book, everybody, pretty much everybody was raising their hand to go to the Savage Lands because they were like, no, this, this, this brave new world, now that the, now that the glass is cracked and you can see all of the stuff behind it, no, this is bad. <laughs> Wow, so you know, that looked good for you. <laughs> well, it looked good for me, but now I look back and I'm like, eh, okay, I still come to the same conclusion, but now for totally different reasons. Right. <laughs> well, Our, okay, you got were able to convince them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think I did. I think the book did. Um, mm -hmm. However, we do have to go for one last break. We'll return with Sharon from Habeas Humor. And I'm Herzi Hertz. You're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Tune in to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. We discuss national and local Native American news and events. Two hours is still not long enough. Join Robert Pilot, Wendy Pilot, and me, Uncle Curtis. Weekly correspondents include Winona LaDuke, John Greendeer, and Representative Mary Kanush Podine. Broadcast live AM 950, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. We'll be broadcasting live at the Minnesota State Fair, August 24th. At the International Market Bazaar. Brought to you by Robbins Kaplan and Ho-Chunk Nation. We are awake. Hello, this is Ralph Nader, host of the Ralph Nader Radio Hour. Join me and my guests every week when we dive deeply into the subjects that matter to you the most, but are rarely on the mass media. Every Monday at 6 a.m., and if you're not an early bird, 9 p.m. on Monday, right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, my name is Mickey McCabe. I'm the owner of Cucumbers Restaurant at 75th and France in Edina. Many who have dined at Cucumbers are of the opinion that our buffet has evolved from an older, more country-style buffet. They look at our 50-foot salad bar and can imagine a smaller ancestor with far fewer choices. An ancestor that didn't offer as many hot selections or have a bakery with fresh-baked muffins and breads. Didn't offer homemade soups and lack the fresh fruit and ice cream bar that Cucumbers customers have grown to love. But some will say, where are the transitional buffets? In addition, they look at everything that we offer and say that cucumbers is irreducibly complex. If you were to move just one of our offerings, the entire buffet wouldn't function. Well, I would like to think that cucumbers was intelligently designed, since I helped design it. But at the same time, it truly is an evolutionary step up the buffet ladder. And as always, if you bring in your Atheist Newsletter or Church Bulletin, you will receive a $2 discount off the buffet price. Cucumbers, one heavenly buffet at 75th and France, Medina. I've never met another atheist. Sure you have. Non-believers make up 12% of the population. Then where are they? You can meet us at book clubs, pub crawls, discussion groups, movie nights, monthly meetings. Okay, I get it. How am I going to keep track of all this? Easy. Sign up for Minnesota Atheist Meetup Group and subscribe to AWE. What's a meetup group? Meetup is an online networking site that helps people build communities. We have over 700 members with at least two events every week. And what is AWE? It stands for Atheist Weekly Email. It comes out every Friday and lists everything that's going on. How do I sign up? Go to the Minnesota Atheists website, minnesotaatheists.org. On the left, click on the words Get Awe Inspired. And for the meetup? Look for the red meetup badge on the right. Above it are the words, click here to check out the meetup group. I'm sold. Minnesota Atheists, Meetup, and AWE. What's that website again? MinnesotaAtheists.org. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, in I'm in studio, but joining me via Skype is Sharon from Habeas Corpus. This is our final... Amy Humor. Oh. 
So close. So close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> I was actually going to say this segment we need to we need to plug you or you need to plug. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there needs to be a plug. Um, but this is our final segment. If you're curious about Minnesota Atheists, you can check out the Minnesota Atheist website. We have previous episodes. You can browse articles, book reviews, peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which will give you links to upcoming events. We always have a ton of activities going around in Twin Cities and outlying suburbs. For example, today we have brunch at Cucumbers, which is my favorite Sunday. Uh, let's see. I think that's all we have going on for big events right now, but we always have ongoing events like gaming, book clubs. Check out the meetup. Check out the Facebook page. Check out the what you call it, website. Uh, if you enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, do consider becoming a member while you're on the website. Membership has some great perks. Check out the hows and the whys on the website. And now back to our conversation with Sharon. Sharon, let's let's talk about habeas humor for a moment here. Let's. Thanks. <laughs> the, the thing that I, the, all one, all but one time, I was got it right. Ugh. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty good. Like I, <laughs> I keep wanting it's, to say corpus. I don't know why. Well, because that's the that's the Latin phrase we all know from True. which the show's name is based. Oh. <laughs> so habeas humor. What do, what do you talk about on that? So we. So the show is um, it's a podcast, but it's also now. Um, we've started recording um, on YouTube, and we live stream for patrons, and then we put up the video, and then the audio goes on podcast, and it's H-A-B-E-A-S-H-U-M-O-R.com. If you go to the um, website, you can find the links for the YouTube, the audio, anything you want to know about the show. Um, I am an attorney and also a comedian, so I do um, I do content that uses both of those things. So in the last episode, we talked about, uh, you know, Boris Johnson, the new prime minister of England and uh, his, his specialness. And, um, sorry. <laughs> opinions are not, uh, opinions are the guest and host only. Minnesota atheist <laughs> does not necessarily share these, these, these smirks and, and laughing that I do. <laughs> You know, the Mueller testimony, I had pointed oh. out, like, I don't, he, he had the report, did the, did the uh, Congress people think that he was going to be like, you know what, I am so glad you called, because I just remembered, like, five other things I forgot to put in here, like, no, it's in the report. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, from everything I've heard about Mueller, it was very much, he's very methodical and such, I'm like, as somebody who's that organized and that. With that kind of thing, he's not going to forget something randomly. That would be me. That would be me forgetting something randomly, which is why I am not an investigator. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, you know, they had did. It's it's a it's a big report. I mean, I can understand. I mean, there may have been other reasons to have him come in and testify, and that's fine. But you know, it's also that's it. But uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that we talk about uh, various legal issues, like the one that you wanted to talk about with the Bladensburg um, cross in Maryland, the giant cement or concrete um, Christian cross that's on public land that shouldn't be because it's a huge symbol of Christianity in a public place. Is it and now, though? I mean... Well, the Supreme Court has decided that because it's been there a really long time... And, you know, hey, a cross can mean multiple stuff. Maybe it's a plus sign. You know, maybe it's a math statue. We, we will definitely reschedule our separation of church and state. And hopefully this time <laughs> it won't get sidetracked by not one, but two. Two mass shootings? Two well, mass good shootings. luck with that. I know. I mean, let's not in, you know, kick shooters. Can you knock it off for a while so you, we can have some some conversations about other amendments of the Constitution? <laughs> Or you could just stop shooting people forever. That would be fine. I would be totally 100% okay with not shooting people. The big ass. Stop the murder? Wow. I know. Anyways. Let's not get crazy here. <laughs> God, it's at the point where I'm not sure if I'm laughing or crying. <laughs> yeah, both at the same time. We can do two things. <laughs> 
Oh. And you have to, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think that's one of the reasons why um, podcasts like yours and the Puzzle in a Thunderstorm and some of those where it's kind of a comedical look at the news has taken off is because, you know, it's so hard to to look at things straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have to you have to look at it with some some form of something or else we're just not going to make it. <laughs> Uh, you know, everyone in this country is getting PTSD, pretty much most of us. Um, <sighs> yeah. And just in time for us all to melt from the global warming. Well, hey, you know, that might help with everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the um, what is it that they say? Well, I mean, not they, but multiple, you know, the kind of the earth kind of figures out ways to, I mean, there's even that book earth abides. I remember reading in high school, like, you know, if people are messing things up, throwing things out of balance, um, you know, the earth will, will get rid of us. Mm-hmm. Or it's, or another one that I like is, um, you know, the earth will technically survive, you know, even though, oh, yeah. even though we've done things, you know, there is going to be, Put you know, I would say there's potentially even going to be life after us. You know, it's just one of those where we're just not going to be around for it anymore. Which so, I mean, we all know we're not going to be around for certain portions and such. But you know, we're the human yeah. Race usually, is people just are it. kind of interested in survival and propagation. Like that's kind of the evolutionary thing. We want to we want to um, survive to reproduce, and then have our children survive to reproduce, and um, that's inconsistent with what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, actually, was it last week or the week before we actually had a person who talked about what's about their book Birth Strike, which was all about the birth rate going down in America. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating book. You should check it out. Um, I will. I remember there's a book that came out in the 90s called Grade On that just talks about how the population of the world is aging because, mm. um, you know, because people are having less babies. I mean, there are people in certain parts of the world that are having lots of babies, but Mm -hmm. on balance, um, it's, you know, especially like in America, I think we might be at at, uh, a fertility rate of one or less than one, meaning that every, um, I guess they counted as every woman, um, how many babies in the lifetime do you have? Yeah. Um, And she actually addresses that in the book that we're we're at like one point something something um, Mm -hmm. and how... How the U.S. has handled this birth strike versus other countries have handled their own birth strikes and how we're definitely not doing that. But we are at the end of the show. Sharon, would you be willing to to stick around for some Patreon stuff? Oh, of course. Awesome. All right. So with that, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. with even with the news join us for cucumbers if you're able we should have another exciting episode next week and thank you very much for joining us 